Great to have you listening and thank you so much for all your texts so far. We paused the All Blacks Island chat for a moment because there is another massive game this weekend and it is France taking on South Africa. Yes, we've got former Springboks halfback joining us, Kevin Putt on the programme. Kevin, welcome back into the show. Thank you so much for your time today. How are your confidence levels uh, heading into this weekend? How are you feeling? Hey, Kirsty, um, I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. You're talking specifically about South Africa. Um, you, you've got to feel good. I mean, if we'd had a goal kicker on the field uh, against Ireland, potentially, you know, there'd be a different opposition that we'd be playing against. Um, I've, they've lost Malcolm Marks. That obviously puts, you know, that's the best hooker in the world, in my opinion, anyway. But um, apart from that, you know, they're, they're in their, their brutal best and uh, they'll be out there giving it, I, I reckon they've got a really good chance. What do you think about the mind games, not to name a team on Tuesday? We always see South African name very early on because they don't have anything to hide. Not this week, though. They've decided to change it up. Rossi Erasmus has come out and said, we'll name it Thursday. Uh, we'll look to see what France are doing. We know that Dupont's going to play. He's been cleared to play, uh, so there's no doubt that France will name him, I'm sure, today. What about South Africa? Is it Pollard? Is it Lebok? What does their bench look like? What do you reckon? What, are, what have they got to hide? Well, it's not what they've got to, go, to hide. It's, it's the uncertainty that's just created, and that's Russie to a T. You know, the one thing, you, you can love him or hate <laughs> him, but he's he's absolutely superb with the mind games and that on it. Um, you know, he's been smacked yeah. smack before with, you know, bands and the rest of it. So he, he's a bit naughty around it, but by goodness, you know, he's also had an immense amount of success, and a lot of those guys trust him, believe in him. Um, I, I personally, I'd love to see Pollard play, but, um, you know, there's a lot of suggestion that suggests he's going to be a, a benchman. But I go back to it, if they'd kick their goals against Ireland, I think that they've got to have the best goal kicker, and that's the man. Um, Putty, I, I was never really that concerned about the Africans until Pollard got brought back into the team and then they lost to yeah. Ireland by not kicking their goals. And the first thing I texted to everyone on the show was, now I'm scared. Um, yeah. I, I think they're a yeah. completely different team with his experience to, to guide a few of those uh, pretty special outside backs that are, that are young. Steve, I think you're 100% right, mate. But uh, it's one of those things that you're pulling in a guy out for a little bit. You don't want to now suggest it's all reliant on him for the success of it. Just how Francis or the Ponts back, that's a game set and match. They're going to win the game. I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of the, the, the greats of our game are created by winning World Cups, not by their method of how they get to a final. And uh, I think Pollard will will need to front up in this game but I'm with you I believe that it gets another edge to their game now and I think that strategically you'll see them take a hell of a lot more shots at goal Do you think the point will play? Oh yeah I do I, I think that rightly or wrongly they've created a talisman that is you know if he doesn't play I think half of France will start flipping crying and um, it, it, it could nearly undermine their own game. I, I love this because, you know, the, the, they've, they've got their own problem within the team. If he doesn't play, does that sort of impact on people? Well, I, I think it's a mistake if he does play. I, I, he hasn't played for three weeks, four weeks. He hasn't. He's had surgery. Like, those generals knock you around a little bit. I, I just think it's crazy that he they're expecting him to front up and play well. I, I, like I, no oh, doubt, oh. no doubt he can play, but I, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near the top of his game. Like it, it knocks you around those generals. Oh, Steve, hundred percent, and and I'm I'm certainly not challenging that. But you know, I've, I've I'm 
quite enjoy that green jersey with the the, the Springbok, and the, if they're going to put him on the field and think he's the the golden talisman, then uh, I think that's going to help the box more than ever. Oh, absolutely. They they uh, they hate. What about? Sorry, I just like even thing. even you look back when the Africans played against Jonah, you know, like he was the superstar. What do they do? They they that was their their bread and butter to shut him down. Like he never scored a try against. The Africans, because they were every time he touched the ball, they grew an arm and a leg and were queuing up to, to tackle him first. You know, I just think it'll be the same with Dupont. All the all the eggs go into that basket. I just think you're playing into the Africans' hands. Oh, mate, that, I mean to go back to the one you just said with Jonah Lomu. I remember specifically, I was part of the the, the Springbok squad back then. They played a number eight for his first ever game was Mark Andrews. He's a lot by trade. And they said, Mark, you're just going to hit this and you're Svante of Estes and just hit Jonah every time there was. Forget about the rest of them. He's just going to carry. And that became the Springboks sort of golden play was stopping Jonah. So I, I've got to agree with you. If, you. if you hit someone's sort of iconic player, it's amazing how it has an impact on some of these, uh, you know, emotional teams. And France is an immensely emotional team. Very much. A very emotional team. We've felt that for the last five weeks while we've been over here. Kevin, who is your prediction right now, three weeks out from the final, less than three weeks, in fact, to actually win the whole thing? Can you see anyone outside of this this big four that everyone's been talking about the whole tournament uh, actually going all the way? Who do you think's going to take it out? Oh, look, I've already put my money on, so I best I front up with you know money where the mouth is sort of thing. <laughs> I've put my money on Ireland, Ireland to win it, and I, I do that with hatred because my wife's Irish and let me have it every day at home here with how it's going but um, I, I just can't see their structures, their defence they're the lowest on the card count in the competition, their defence is the best structured, they have a wonderful attack system from multiple phase play that brings in a number of lines of running that are very much league orientated but immensely successful um, I, I just can't see anyone being strong enough to actually take them. I, on the day, I know anyone can be beaten, but you're talking about the mm. team that potentially deserves the win. That's the boys. Well, I hope you got the same odds as our Steve Devine. Where would you get it at, Steve? Uh, 550. Oh, I got it only at five bucks. You're cheating yeah. devil, eh? There Goodness you go, mate. Me. There you go. <laughs> Good halfbacks, but they think outside the square, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Kevin. Sorry, sorry, Steve, we've run out of time. Uh, we've got the automatic break that is going to kill the interview. But, Kevin, absolutely brilliant to have you on again. Surprised to hear that you're supporting another green jersey, uh, but we do appreciate you on the program. <laughs> Cheers, eh? You look after now. Bye. Thank you so much. Enjoy the action this weekend. Kevin Putt joining the, us, uh, of course. It's a halfback takeover today.